0: So let's just pray together. Oh Lord God, we just give you thanks for today. We give you thanks for worship, for voices to be able to sing, for music to play. But we give you thanks that we can hear your word in scripture. Lord, may your word be a lamp to our feet, a guide to our path. Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit be upon us, guiding us and leading us in this time. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. I forgot to grab something while I was here. So we are in the midst of our talk series on trust. And we've taken a big step today. We moved out and have done a whole range of changes on the trust of the people here. And it's trust you give to us as leaders, as members of the church, as church council. And it's trust that we value. I want to ask you this question. Have you ever, how many people have got to the point of driving a car now? There's a couple of you that haven't made that point yet. But there are a few, few of you that drive cars. How many would you say are good car drivers? You're good at driving a car. Put your hand up if you, you think you're good. Look, I think I'm pretty good here. <laughs> Although I think at times, there are times I zone out sometimes and go, oh, I'm, I'm you know, you, you start, th- I don't know about you, you start thinking about other things and you, your mind wanders. That's not a good thing for when you're driving cars. So, hands up for those that think they're good at driving. How many, hands up for those who think they're good at directions. <laughs> They, oh look, there's, there's only a couple of people who say they're good at directions. Have you, ever been, have you ever been in a car when you're driving and the person sitting next to you, you're going somewhere, the person sitting next to you starts telling you directions? <laughs> have you ever noticed you've, you've already mapped out how you're going to go, the way you're going to go, and they suddenly tell you, no, 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 look, you're going the wrong way. This is much better Annette's nodding. I don't know why she's nodding, but um, she is. But uh, it's funny because you as the driver, you know where you're going, you know what you're doing. And sometimes the person that says, look, no, you're going the wrong way, it's better to go this way. you know what happens? Do you you get annoyed at that? (laughs) Yeah. Well, how about this? You know, I've I've had this happen to me. Um, You've been travelling with um, another person, and you're going off to a meeting or somewhere that you needed to go, and they've said, look, how about I drive? And you go, okay, that's fine, I'm happy you can drive, that's all right. I, I tend to like to be in control, so I tend not to let that happen too often. I don't know whether you've noticed that about me, but... And it's go, yeah, 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 yeah. But there are occasions when I just go, okay, look, yes, you can drive. And it's funny, because I've been sitting in the car, and they've been driving along merrily, and I'm suddenly going you have no idea where you're going, do you? And they're driving along and going, and then you're going. we're going completely the opposite direction, and then they suddenly turn to me and go, do you know where we're going? <laughs> and I go, yeah. It's frustrating. When people start trying to go in a direction and they're going the wrong way, and you know the direction, Today we're going to be asking this question, do you trust in God to lead you in the right direction? Do you trust in God to lead you in the right direction? Because God is leading you, God is leading me, God is leading this church, God is in control and directing. The problem is that we tend to jump in the driver's seat and head off in our own direction. We tend to like to be in control. You know, I I, I admitted that I'm a control freak, especially when it comes to driving. I like to be in control. And it's hard for us to actually stop and let God take control. Maybe you've asked this question. If only God would appear to me and give me clear directions... And I'm sure some people have said that. You know, only if God gave me clear, clear directions. Have you ever thought of that? If, if yeah, writing on the wall, just go here. <laughs> you know, if God would just show up, then I would believe in God like nothing else. You'd do anything for him. Because if God was there and showed you clear directions, then you would, have you know, clearly you'd follow that. Well, it actually begs the question for us. So what would God look like for God to show up in your life, in our church? Would God be young? Would God be old? Would it be a mighty strong wind or a quiet, still voice? Would it be the hand of God reaching down and touching? Would it be the old man with the big beard and the lightning bolts ready to smite those who are doing the wrong thing? What is your vision of God turning up and giving you direction? Or is he the person with the lollipop sign standing in the road going, not this way? What is your vision? Where do you think God is leading you? So if God was to appear to you, do you think you would be able to actually accept that leading? That's a tough question, isn't it? do you think you'd be able to accept God's leading in your life? Let me, we're going to go jump into Scripture. We're actually going to be jumping into to the Old Testament. We're going to be going into Numbers chapter 9, verses 15 to 23. But see, God appeared to the children of Israel via a pillar of cloud and fire. It's not what we would expect God to be. But that's what God used in that time when the Israelite people were going from Egypt to the Promised Land. God appeared in an unusual way, but also in a powerful way. So we're going to jump into the scriptures, and I'm just going to read these for you. And I'll get Josh just to follow along as as I read. On the day the tabernacle, the tent of the covenant law, was set up, the cloud covered it. From evening till morning, the cloud above the tabernacle looked like fire. That is how it continued to be. The cloud covered it, and at night it looked like fire. Whenever the cloud lifted from above the tent, the Israelites set out. Wherever the cloud settled, the Israelites encamped. At the Lord's command, the Israelites set out, and at his command they encamped. As long as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle, they remained in the camp. When the cloud remained over the tabernacle for a long time, the Israelites obeyed the Lord's order and did not set out. Sometimes the cloud was over the tabernacle only a few days. At the Lord's command, they would encamp and then at his command, they would set out. Sometimes the cloud stayed only from evening till morning and then it lifted in the morning and they set out. Whenever by day or by night, whenever the cloud lifted, they would set out. Whether the cloud stayed over the tabernacle for two days or a month or a year, the Israelites would remain in the camp and not set out. And when it lifted, they would set out. At the Lord's command, they encamped and the Lord commanded that they set out. They obeyed the Lord's order in accordance with his command through Moses." powerful reading. If you think about it for a moment, incredibly powerful in who we are. See, God appeared to the children of Israel via a pillar of cloud and fire. It was by this pillar that the people were actually led. It guided them both, and notice this, day and night, all the time. It appeared in contrast to the surroundings. It didn't change its nature. It was God's presence with the people their leading. But see, the thing is and this is the biggest thing for us is that everybody in that camp leaders, everybody else had a choice God's presence was there. God's presence was leading. But they had a choice as whether to follow God's leading or not. And we have that choice as well. We can choose to trust in God's leading and to follow. Notice, do you remember what we had as a definition between the difference between faith and trust? Faith is being a noun. It's something that we have, that we own, that we have faith in God trust in God is actually us taking action upon that faith and actually stepping out and doing. So if we were to trust in God's leading, it means actually following and doing as God wants us to do. But there's a few things about the pillar of cloud and fire that I want us to understand. And there are three things, and I'll put them on the, the, the sheet for you, the talk notes. There are three phases of actually trusting God's leading. And I think it's important for us as a church to understand that as well. The first point is actually to wait. And I'm going to put it, you know, first point is to wait upon God. Wait for God to actually show you. Wait for God's presence. But also wait when God stays and rests with you. I'm going to put up a piece of scripture reading that comes from just a different section. It's from Exodus 14, verse 19 and 20. It's a big patch on the screen. It's a lot there. But it's actually in the same story. It's still about the Israelite nation leaving Egypt. Then the angel of God, who had been travelling in front of the Israelite army, withdrew and went behind them the pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to one, to on the one side and light to the other. So neither went near the other all night. You know, Here is God protecting presence to the Israelite people. What they had to do in the midst of the problems that were happening, you've got to understand the story of what's happening, is that Egypt had let the Israelite people go to go to their promised land and they were heading off. And then the king suddenly realised, I don't want this to be the case. I actually want these slaves to come back and, and, and actually do things for us. So he sent his armies out to chase them. And so they felt trapped. God had wandered them around the place leading them north and then south and east and west. And finally they got to the point where God was leading them and it was to the edge of the sea. So they had the sea at one side, God leading them towards that, and the armies on the other side coming up behind and God puts a pause between. And all the people can do in order to trust in God is to wait. Wait on God to lead and direct them. so important for us to actually understand that because waiting on God often means that God is going to protect you in the midst of this. See, God brought them to that dead end for a purpose, to that point in their travel so that they could really trust God's direction. You know, you really step up and trust God's leading in your life when you are faced with hardship. When you are faced with heartache, when you are faced with problems, you actually need to step up and trust in God's direction for your life. Waiting is the hardest thing in the midst of turmoil. And that is what God was asking his people to do then. The second thing about trusting God's direction and doing that, the second element is worship. Now it might sound like a funny thing, we need to wait on God, but we also need to worship God. How is this trusting? Because when we read scripture, on the day that the tabernacle was set up, the cloud hovered, covered the tabernacle, the tent of the testimony, and at the evening it was over the tabernacle like the appearance of the fire until morning. So it was always the cloud covered it by day and the appearance of fire by night. See, this pillar of cloud and fire stayed in the place of worship. It placed itself over the tabernacle. So, why does God do that? Why does God place himself over the tabernacle in here? The commandments, who he is. He does this because it is the designated place of worship. Where else do you find clear directions? It should be in the place of worship when we come and we sing songs to God, when we come and we hear God's word, when we come and we fellowship together and we talk about our life's issues, when we're surrounded by godly people and leading us and helping us, when we're here seeking God's direction, when we truly come and worship. See, the most essential relationship that we have is with God. God has promised that he would lead and guide his people. But that relationship was not meant to be one way. It wasn't God just turning up and you just following. There's that act of worship that is part of it, of who we are. So actually turning up week in, week out here is actually following our Lord and his commandments are what we're meant to do. Let me encourage you today to put yourself where God can actually meet you, where God can actually take you in this essential relationship with him. We need to open our ears, we need to open our minds, we need to open up our hearts to allow God to come in and guide our lives. So we've got weight, we've got worship, And the next part of our trusting our God is to actually follow. See, whenever the cloud lifted from over the tent after the people of Israel set out, and in the place where the cloud settled down, there the people of Israel encamped. They stopped. So they followed the direction of God. See, trusting in God is a verb. It's actually the doing part. To trust in God is to actually follow God and to actually let his leading take you into places. I love this because so often we want God to do things on our time scale, on our need to do it in a particular fashion and in a particular time. And I love the reading that we have today because it said it didn't matter whether it was one day, overnight God encamped and stopped, they stayed there and then they moved on. Or as a week, a year, Sometimes, when we're following God, we need to do things time and time again because that's where God is leading us. And other times, God is leading us to make a radical change and go in a different direction. But see, the issue that we have, and see, this is the issue that we have about following, is whenever somebody else is leading, we often find ourselves in a point where we find it difficult. Difficult because we want to be in charge. We want to change the direction. We want to go in a different way. Now, if you know the story of the Israelites people leaving, leaving e- Egypt, the land of slavery, they often, when God was leading them, they would often stop and grumble. That God is, you know, feeding them, guiding them, taking them to a new location. They'd often stop and grumble. The way that we had it back in Egypt when we were slaves, where we had the flesh pots, that was better. Let's go back there. It's because they wanted to take take charge of themselves. They wanted their own decisions. And often that will take us back to a point where we become enslaved. And that's not what we want. When we start following God, we're actually set free. Free to follow Free to do, free to rejoice, free to have life everlasting. See, God is able to guide us in all of our circumstances. God can take us in all kinds of directions in our lives. See, I don't know where God is taking you, but the one thing I can guarantee you that is God will take you in a different way than what you were expecting. See, when God leads you, he will take you to an unexpected place. He will guide you down a path that you may know. It might be convoluted just as the Israelites were. He might take you to a place where you think you were being trapped, but God is there and guiding you. He's going to take you to a place, to the promised land. There will be the unexpected, and perhaps there will be even the unwanted. Unwanted. But what we need to be able to do is see the opportunities and sometimes they're in disguise. God wants us to know that his will is for us. He doesn't want it to be a mystery. So we need to keep our eyes open. We need to be alert for God's leading in our life and within our church. We need to learn to trust God no matter what. And our, our, our overall scripture reading for this series has been... Proverbs three verse five and six. We actually have two different versions on the screen. One from the New Living Translation and the NIV. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean on not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to Him that is God, and He will make your path straight. He will lead you to where you need to go. It really is trusting in God to lead your life to where you need to be. So let us pray. Our Lord God, we just give you thanks for today. We give you thanks for this time. We give you thanks for this message, for scripture that you've given us. We know that you lead us, that you guide us, that you draw us closer to yourself. Help us... In, for, in, in trusting you to wait upon you, Lord. Help us to worship you, Lord. Help us to follow you, Lord. In all these things, Lord, we offer ourselves honestly and openly so that you may guide us, you may lead us, you may draw us closer to you. And if there is a hard circumstance in your life, I encourage you to wait upon the Lord. I encourage you to follow our Lord and our Maker. I encourage you to worship. I encourage you to follow God's Word. May all these things be part of your life through the name of Jesus Christ. Amén.